should be the strongest mother on earth. Ah, oh, no worries. And, you know, I let them be independent and be fearless. And I want all of these things for them. I want them to be out there, to be street smart, to be fearless, to be strong mentally, physically. I want them to fucking kick the shit out of anybody that bothers them. I want that all for them. But at the same time, I want to keep them in my arms. You want to keep them safe. You don't want to keep them safe. Raise them the good kids that they are. They're so good. They're so kind. They're such a good human beings. I want them that way. I guess what we're trying to say is this is a new phase of our life. Yeah, we had babies. It was tough. It was challenging. It was fearful. But we went through it. We loved that whole time. And we got over it. Toddlers, the same thing. Preteens, it was easy. It was all controlled. Now they're teenagers. They're actually starting to learn to drive. They have their own voice. We want to make them, I want them to be independent. We want to go out and do their own thing. They don't want us to be sitting by their side the whole time. You know? Which is understandable. They're growing up. This is, this is who they are. They're human beings. They're learning their identity, who they are in this world, what their purpose is. And we as parents are so fearful that we're not letting them bloom. We're not letting them go out there and live their potential because we're so afraid that something bad's going to happen to them. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this this is The The Hell Hell Show. Show. Yeah, baby. I know it's been a long time, and you probably forget by now. So I'll have to tell you again. My name is Roger. And I'm here with my beautiful wife, Nina. Yes. <laughs> and we are that over your show. <laughs> I was trying to see where you're going to go with this. <laughs> you know, we've been MIA for a little while. We put out an episode in between, but, um, you know, busy, busy weeks, family visiting, spring real estate market just going nuts. Nuts, like so nuts. And that How are you nuts, by the way? How am I nuts? <laughs> yes. They're, how are they feeling? I don't know. You want to feel? They're feeling all right. I just felt them a second ago. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I moved 100%? them over. 100%? Yeah. What's okay, that? good, good. What was that about? <laughs> April Fool's. April you know, Fools. we didn't talk about April Fool's ever. All weekend <laughs> was April Fool's and we didn't say anything. So I'm like, uh, I see. Yeah, make you believe that there's something wrong with your nuts. Yeah, you know, maybe you should make them disappear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My God. All right. So you asked for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I did. I did I guess? So, what are we talking about this week, baby? Um, How's your week been? Well, let me ask you this. Oh, what did you learn this past week? What did I learn this past week? 
that I'm not as intimidating as I thought I was. Really? Yes, yes. Well, you know, my daughter had her guy friend over for the first time, and um, they were a little bit too cuddly and close. <laughs> Even when I was around, I'm thinking, does this guy not know that I can pick him up and throw him out my window right now? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, the first time I met this kid, when I met the father and the kid, he had a little dog, and I didn't know what else, how to do it. I was trying to think what would be my best bad boys impression. You know, when they first, when they, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence meet the uh, the boy that's picking up the girl for the prom? They put on a good, intimidating show. And I'm trying to think, what can I, I'm by myself, what can I say? So a little dog's jumping on me. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I pick up the dog. I'm like, hey, buddy, you're going to be my my accomplice here, or my, my little helper. If this boy here does anything inappropriate to my daughter, the next time you see me, bark twice, and then I'll be able to take care of the rest. <laughs> little dog. <laughs> and the father kind of giggled a little bit and said, don't worry, I understand. He goes, I've been there. I got a 20-year-old, and I'm going to go there again because I got a 10-year-old girl. I'm like, oh, okay, he feels me. So I'm like, all right, I didn't feel so bad. But like I said, I mean, they were happy to be cuddly in front of me and not even, not afraid for his life at all. And this is where it begins. Shame on you for not having a tattoo over your forehead. There you go. Says, I will kill you if you touch my daughter. Son-in-law killer or something. I don't know. We should, we, should, we should get you more tattoos. You need more tattoos. There you go. You're going to look more intimidating with tattoos, like all over your neck, you know, your arms. There you go. We started with one a couple months ago. Helps. Let's see. <laughs> so now let me ask you another question. Uh -oh. What do you wish you could unlearn from last week? Hmm. That I'm not that intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I want to unlearn that part. <laughs> oh. Boy, oh boy. Baby, you're intimidating. You can kick anybody, any little boy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. That well, come near your daughter. <laughs> well put. 15-year-old kids, I got you, man. I'll knock your ass out. Oh, my goodness. How about you, madame? What have you learned this past week? Ah, let me... Think about that for a second. Um, I think what I learned is I'm not as strong as I thought I was mentally. Mm, right. My whole life, I thought I was this tough chick that no matter what, I can handle it. Um, so you're not so intimidating, are you? I'm not that strong <laughs> mentally. Um, last week, there was an incident with that little boy that got taken away from his parents. Which will be our topic for the for our podcast this week. But yeah, so we'll, we'll go through the story with you guys, but I just, what I learned was it brought out so many triggers and fears from my childhood, from my past, mm -hmm. that was multiplied by a million times yeah. this time around because it wasn't about me, it was about my children. The fear that I have of my children being hurt is greater than anything that is out there. And it's consuming me always, 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 especially for the past week when the incident happened. Mm. That is really, it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. The worst feeling. Well, that's an unco uncontrollable 
event. So it's hard to say that you're in control of something when it's uncontrollable. Well, that being said, what do you wish you can unlearn? Uh, well, I could. I wish I could un- unlearn the fact that the boy is not. You know, if someone tells me that was all his dream. He yeah. he didn't die. April 4th, I wish that would have been. You know, something I could unlearn today. Yeah. But that's not the case. Unfortunately, the little boy is gone, and his mother is going to pay for it for the rest of her life with her heart. And um, I am very sorry for that. Yeah. Well, like I said, this is the topic that we wanted to talk about this week. You know, we've got fairly new teens, 15 and 16 years old, and things like this happen. Well, what happened with this boy is, you know, he was in a subway station minding his own business with his friends. And another pretty much child, 22-year-old boy with some mental illness issues, decided to take his anger out on this boy and stab him, took his life. It was very shocking because it was very close to home. Um, You know, the subway station wasn't far. My kids go there all the time. Um, The brother of the boy has mutual friends with my kid, with my son. And he's, you know, he's not far from the community. They They, live in the neighborhood. They are in the community. They live in our neighborhood. And And we we went for a, you know, a march. They they put on a little march to pay their respects to this this little boy. And we went. Candlelight visual. Yeah. Yeah. So we went. And to see the pain that the mom was going through, and the dad, the, the, the dad was going through some pain as well, but the, the mom was a lot more vocal, which is understandable, and he was there for her. But this is something they have to go through their whole life. You know what I mean? And and, and the younger brother has got to deal with, you know, losing his probably closest best mentor friend. and best friend or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I looked up to my brother when I was young, and I'm sure he looked up to his brother when he was you know, They're the same age as our kids. Yeah. And you imagine how our kids are with each other. It's the same yeah. thing. So this little boy is going to have that f- for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. this kind of pain, and so is them. And it's just like... And the friends that he was with. Like I heard one of them kind of outbursting at, at the at the uh, vigil where, you know, it, 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 I felt for this kid. I mean, you know, he was just an innocent boy just a little while ago. And now he's, you know, sitting there witnessing his... Best, best friend getting murdered. You know, it's 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 one of these things. Like you know, since that happened, you Nina's been afraid and worried about our kids, and and you know, trying to shelter them, keeping keeping them from, you know, taking a subway. We've been driving them everywhere. Uh, we've been coordinating with other parents because you know everybody everybody's feeling this pain to get our kids to wherever they want to go. You know, we don't want to uh, uh, you know shelter them to the point where we're locking them in our house. We still want him to go out and have fun, but it's like, you know, I'll drive you here. I'll pick you up. This person will pick you up. This person will drop you off. No, you can't go here. No, you can't go there. It's too late. It's too far. It's too dangerous. It's too everything, you know? So it's... You just... you. I'm I'm, I'm personally afraid of everything right now. I just feel like they'll be somewhere that in the wrong place, wrong time, and I'll be like, what the fuck was I thinking? You know, like this. these are all things going through my head. But coming from where I came from, seeing the hard things that I've seen in my childhood, my teen life, teen years, I should be the opposite of this. I should be the strongest mother on earth. Ah, oh, no worries. And, you know, I let them be independent and be fear fearless. And 
I want all of these things for them. I want them to be out there, to be street smart, to be fearless, to be strong mentally, physically. I want them to fucking kick the shit out of anybody that bothers them. I want that all for them. But at the same time, I want to keep them in my arms. You want to keep them safe. You don't want to keep them safe and raise them the good kids that they are. They're so good. They're so kind. They're such a good human beings. I want them that way. I guess what we're trying to say is, this is a new phase of our life. Yeah, we had babies. It was tough. It was challenging. It was fearful. But we went through it. We loved that whole time. And we got over it. Toddlers, the same thing. Preteens, it was easy. It was all controlled. Now they're teenagers. They're actually starting to learn to drive. They're, they have their own voice. We want to make them, I want them to be independent. They want to go out and do their own thing. They don't want us to be sitting by their side the whole time. You know? Which is understandable. They're growing up. This is, this is who they are. They're human beings. They're learning their identity, who they are in this world, what their purpose is. And we as parents are so fearful that we're not letting them bloom. That we're not letting them go out there and live their potential because we're so afraid that something bad's going to happen to them. It's one of those so things. It's, like you, it's you, a tough you, phase. You don't know fear until you have kids. Like if you think about yourself, yourself as a kid, you were fearless. You are fearless right up until you, you know. You right fall, you get up, you cry, you wake up, you get up, you're, you're doing the same thing over and over and it doesn't bother you. You're fearless. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's, it's hard knowing that your kids are out there and anything can happen. Or you hear about something happen and then you, all you think about is, oh, that could have been my kid. That could have been my kid. That could have been me mourning and, and, and you know, just, losing my mind. just the kids here in our, in our subway here. Because there have been a lot of kids being hurt in our subway system for the past few years. And it's unfortunate. And hopefully they, 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 the city and the government will do something about it sooner than later. But it's not just our kids here. Look at the United States. The children are being gunned down in their own schools, schools every day. Movie theaters. Imagine sending your kids to school, not knowing if they're going to come back home. This is ridiculous what has had happened to our world. So this is what we're saying. The fear as parents is, is consuming us. I can't, I couldn't breathe last week. I couldn't, I cried the entire week. I, we, we didn't do this podcast. My brother was here with his kids. I didn't enjoy my time with him. Our mindset wasn't there. We were no. just thinking, I mean... I was so busy with work as well. Spring market and real estate is is booming, and and you know you're you're out there on the road, and that's that's the the entire conversation I would have with all my clients. This would come up somehow, whether they would bring it up or I would bring it up. You know, it's it's on everybody's mind, no matter how close they are to the family or to the area or whatever. They, you know, you have kids, and like I said, you're you're the fear that that goes through your veins is. It's unexplainable. It's unexplainable. And, and I, and I, you know, we try and help you guys out with all the, the, the stuff that we go through. We talk about on our podcast, and I hope it does help. But you know, this time it's kind of like reverse. We're asking you guys for help because we are at the beginning stage of raising teenagers. Some of you might have been there, done that, and have some spectacular tips for us or anybody else listening. So if you do and you want to share it with us, send us a message on any one of our socials. Uh, they're all there in the show notes. So feel free to help us out a little bit because we can use some help. Like do we shelter our kids in this craziness? Do yeah. you shelter them? Do you keep them locked up in the basement and hope that <laughs> they don't, don't ever go out? <laughs> no, but that's almost what you feel like doing. It's like, yeah. okay, you're home from school. Okay, you know, 
Yeah, go upstairs, yeah. go upstairs, play on your computer. <laughs> yeah, like I don't want him out You're there. Safe. I feel like, you know, bring back the pandemic. I want him inside. Like, it's crazy. You know, my mother <laughs> used to say, my mother used to say, I never gave her a hard time, but she says, don't ever give me a hard time because you'll never know the value of life until you have your own children. Oh boy, oh boy, were you ever right, mommy? Because you don't live, you don't start living until you have children. I don't know how to explain it. But knowing that that fear that you got, it's that you had from your parents, as a parent, it's 10 times worse the pain. 10 times worse the pain. But it's also so fucking rewarding being a parent. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever done in my life. It's the most rewarding, most fulfilling, most... It's my passion. It's legit my passion being a mom to these children. And I wouldn't want it any other way. It's great knowing when they, as they grow up, the people they become and, you know, you help them get there. You help shape them to the person that they are now. That's exciting and it's fun. But like I said, it's very fearful. Everybody makes mistakes. And what kind of mistakes could they make that would, you know, affect them their entire life? Honestly, like, you can't let your guard down ever as a parent. From when they were babies until the day you die, you can't let your guard down. You'll always have that fear. So this is this is what I should say, actually, I learned, is that the fear will always be there. Of mm-hmm. The fear for your children will never, ever diminish, yeah. no matter how old they are. You'll, the fear will become something different. Yeah. Like when they were babies, I used to be afraid they're going to fall, hurt themselves, I'd have to take them to the hospital. Swallow a toy. Or swallow, yeah. Now, it's a different fear. And in their 20s and 30s, give me a different fear, a different fear. So the fear of, of protecting your child will never go away, will never now, disappear. Now, is your protection of a child different with your daughter than it would be with your son? Yes and no. There are certain elements, certain circumstances that I'm afraid for my daughter that I'm not afraid for my son mm. at the same time, mm. and vice versa. But in general, I would say the fear for both of them is the same. It's equal. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? I think so. I think so. Well, I know you're, 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 the, the, the fear is the same. But I mean, like for example, we were talking about earlier how my daughter has a new friend. And it's a boy. It's not necessarily a boyfriend, but it's a boy. It's a friend. You know, they were hanging out here. And in the back of my mind, when I was kind of, you know, trying to control what they were doing and what, you know, where they hang so out, parent and, yeah, yeah, advising, just trying to, you know, <laughs> keep the little boy in line. In the back of my head, the same situation was happening with my son. My son was out with some friends and decided that he's going to go. He wanted to go sleep over at another friend's house that we've never met before, which isn't something that we don't normally do. It's you know, we 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 didn't do sleepovers for a long, long time. Unless they were like great, great friends of ours. But when we do, we have to make sure we know who they are, yeah, yeah, where yeah. they live. But they were all people that, that, that they slept over at, that we hung out at their house. We've had drinks with their parents and went out to dinner with them. You know, like we, we know them. So this was a, a, a different situation. We didn't know the parents at all. And it was a girl that was living at the house. But there was, a you know, three boys and I think three or four girls that were staying there. So it was kind of like a little party, a slumber party kind of thing. Yeah, like for, for school, yes. And they're, they're, they're young. I still see my son as a kid. Like he's, 
And he, even his buddies, I'm like these. I don't even think these guys are into girls yet. You know what I mean? The way yeah, yeah, the way the way on. the way you, uh, a teenager would be into girls. You know, I I fought a little bit with him, trying to keep him from going there and sleeping there. But in the end, he won, and he ended up doing his little sleepover. And I thought to myself when my daughter was going through her situation, I'm like, okay, well, I just let him do that. Something that I, I know I wouldn't let her do. And then I said to myself, why? Is it because is it because my daughter can get pregnant and the guy can go leave and not have, not be part of it at all? And, you know, she, she's stuck raising the kid kind of thing? Or is it that, that kind of mindset? Or is it just that she's more fragile than my son? I don't know. Well, not that she's fragile. I mean, just, you know, my son's stronger and louder. He probably it's funny. get out of situations a little easier. I don't know. I think we, our, our life perspective is, based on who we are and what our upbringing was and our identity, you're thinking of that because of the way you grew up, the way you saw people around you. You know, you say, you talk about this all the time. You know, high school was full of young girls with babies. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, your sister had her baby at a young age. So you've seen that growing up. Mm. So that's why you're more attached to, more fearful for my daughter's well-being than you are of my, our son. However, on the other hand, my experience was totally different than yours. Yeah. My experience, fears for all, anyone could die at any moment. Doesn't matter what day it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean the die thing, yeah. No, 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 I'm just saying anyone is, is in harm's way yeah. at any moment. Boys can get hurt just as much as girls when I grew up. Mm. So for us, it wasn't that kind of thing. Girls did not get pregnant until they got married. So do you understand? So it was growing up for me, so for me, I don't worry about my daughter that way at all, at all, at all, or my son because of the way I raised them. Because somehow I feel like I know them and they're far from that. I know in my mind they're going to grow up to, to be the way I grew up and be the way I taught them, which is to be themselves, to know who they are until they're adults, and then they can make a decision then yeah. what they want to be. But because of the way you grow up, see what I mean? We have different yeah. perspective. No, I get it. I so get that, it. That, that doesn't go through my mind at all, to be honest. No? Her getting pregnant, that's not, no, it does not get in my mind at all. Mm. I have no fear for it. You have no fear for it? No. Huh. Okay. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worried. I, to me, it's a safety issue. That's it. I mean, go out there and someone that doesn't know them hurt them in different ways. But yeah. that is the last thing I worry about. Well, I don't know. I always... I don't know. It's it's just different. I guess these are these are decisions and 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 things that can happen to your kids yes. that'll affect them the rest of their Absolutely. life. I mean, yes, my my sister had a a baby young when she was eighteen. She was youngish, um, but she turned out great. Her life turned out great. Everything about her life turned out great. So, yeah, when I was younger and I found out that she was pregnant and I was pissed off, I didn't talk to her for a while, and you know, uh, I hated the guy and, and all this stuff. And that those were kind of things that went through my head. And, 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 I, and I can just imagine if that stuff happens to my daughter, I would be, you know, 10 times more upset because exactly. this is my daughter. That was my sister. She has her own life. And blah, blah, which is blah. why I'm Which is my why daughter I'm doesn't saying, have her own life. I have her life. Which is. <laughs> damn it. It's funny. We tell them that all the time. We're like, we control your life. We own your life. You're our children. <laughs> we're not that bad parents. We're really cool parents. But that's what I'm saying. That's where your perspective is coming from. That's why you worry. That's where your fears are coming from. Which, on the other hand, 
Babe, we're allowed to have different opinions, even though we've been together all our life. Mm-hmm. We share everything that we talk about, but we have different opinions about different things. Yeah. And it's okay. I'm here to hold your hand through all of this, and you're here to hold my back and be my rock yeah. when I'm falling apart. Yeah. You know? But I just, that's the thing. But I, I, to me, I'm like, all right, how can I, how can I, how can I, you know, how can I do this with my daughter and my son in a, in a fair way? And, you know, um, my, my, my first instinct was just, you know, let's, let's exchange numbers with the parent and, you know, see how things go. And if things seem to be getting carried away a little bit, then I'd, I'd call the parent up and say, listen, can you make sure it's not my department to do with your son, but can you make sure that he knows about what we used to call the birds and the bees and all that stuff and what you can, you know, how to prevent, you know, pregnancy or, um, you know, anything, anything that, that would make them grow up too fucking fast. You know what I mean? Well, so if I have a conversation with the parent, like this, this is something that I had in my mind when I went out there and I took his number, I said, I said to myself, okay, well, if I feel that, they're getting close. I want to make sure that he has that conversation. Because I'm going to have that conversation with her. Or you're going to have that conversation. Oh, yeah. We've had this Whatever. conversation. With you. Yeah, no, but I mean, way, like, in depth. In, in yeah. terms of, like, yeah, you know, here's what could happen. And here's what you do. And here's what you, you know, uh, how you react in this situation. Or what you, you know, what you need to know. So the long and short of it is, you know, how do we deal with teenage boys? And teenage girls. <laughs> help, send help. Yes, <laughs> lots of it. Maybe some backup. <laughs> um, you know, we don't want to fuck them up. And we don't want to, you know, uh, take away from their experiences. Like you said, you know, they, they, they need street smarts. They need to know how to handle themselves in certain situations or how to... How to karate chop some motherfucker that comes bother them. Yeah, even if it's not about fighting, it's just about, you know, oh, if I do this, this could happen. What if I do this, you know, and and and, and keep it from happening and protect myself or whatever, you know what I mean? Like just to be able to think because a lot of times, you know, you and you, you ask your kids, you know, something happened, uh, you know, an accident of some sort, and you know, what were you thinking? I don't know. I just, I guess I just didn't think that that would happen. So that's the, the, the street smarts part where it comes in is, is knowing the outcome of certain situations. If you do this, maybe this will happen. Oh yeah, that'll, that'll be good. Or that'll be bad. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just having a little bit of that. Do I call it common sense or know how or, or. Listen, in our babies are growing up and they're growing up really fast, at least for us. And even though they're still babies, they want to be adults. They want to know everything. They, they're eager. This is their nature. This is their, their teens. This is what they want. This is how they become adults, by exploring and learning and experimenting. All we have to do, and this is one of the, another thing I learned last week of pain and suffering, all we have to do is only hold their hand and walk them through this life. Otherwise... Like, they still got to do their own thing. Like, we can't shelter control them. things. We can't shelter them. We cannot. I mean, I remember doing crazy hard things when I was their age. Like, carrying my parents from Iraq to Turkey to shelter, to safety. Living in a tent for three years. Surviving it, like, in the roughest way ever. Well, it definitely kept you busy and kept you from getting pregnant. Maybe, maybe. There you go. Maybe we should move into a refugee camp. <laughs> 
I think that's I think that's the solution. You know, lock up our children into this big camp um, and give them just enough to survive till they're like you know, hundred. Because honestly, no matter how old they get, the pain was always going to be yeah. there. The fear is always going to be there. This way, you need them to get a job early. Yes. If they get, if they get, it, I, I started working at fourteen. I started paper routes. I, 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 I went on to uh, what did I do? I, had, I worked in a restaurant. I did some telemarketing stuff that I got hired for, um, and and I even had my own little moving company in high school, which I would do on the weekends and sometimes. Um, when I'm not working in a restaurant. And that kept me out of trouble because a lot of my friends were getting in trouble nonstop. And I just didn't have time to hang out with them to get into that kind of trouble. So no, that they have is- No, get a job for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That will keep them out. And then, of course, there, there are extra activities after school. So that keeps them away. Sports and stuff Sports like and gym time. And so that's, we're doing great. We just need to continue doing it. But we do need a little bit more help from those of you that have done this. You know, I always try to see- tips and tricks. Yeah, I always try and seek from the people that know better than me, that have done it, you know, they've done a good job, raised their children. So if you are one of those and you're listening to my poor podcast, please send us a DM or an email yeah. and tell us how we could do this how life can, with our children. How we can keep our kids out of trouble without having to move to a refugee camp or get, <laughs> or get them a full-time job. How can we keep them out of trouble? And how can we give them their freedom? to do what they want to do and grow and learn and all that stuff. that they fully deserve because they're a human being. But yeah. Craziness. Craziness. But we're grateful. Yes. We, what we're doing to change our mindset is wake up every morning, jump out of bed, look around and say, thank you, God. Thank you, universe. Thank you, whatever you worship, for the life that I have, for everything that I've always dreamed of that's in front of me. For amazing kids. A spectacular fluffy dog and an amazing wife. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Sexiest man alive. There you go. Well, on that note. Well, we wish you what we have, y'all. Crazy teens. Yeah, baby. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you what we, have. we have.